Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today we are bringing you our very first deck profile for BT7 Next Adventure. We're finally showing off one of my favourite decks from the meta, something I'm very, very excited about. Something that's coming up from our previous episode, all about the best decks in the meta. Um, a deck we mentioned there as doing very well, Green Hybrid. But before we get into that, we have a few things to talk about. First, our new weekly meta update segment as requested by a few of our listeners. So in our last episode, we set a baseline for what the meta is doing right now. And each week we are going to bring you an update based on what decks are kind of winning, topping events, that sort of thing. So we know that Blue Hybrid is doing very well or has done very well. But since we last spoke, Cherubimon and Purple Hybrid has racked up another couple of wins and places in sizable events. So it is continuing to do well even amongst the other top decks as we predicted. This is kind of a, a deck that preys on the hybrid meta. So obviously we're continuing to see it do very well. Blue is continuing to rack up wins and places, particularly the source trashing variant of Blue Hybrid with Azulongmon, very oriented around source trashing that deck and it's continuing to do very well continuing to control the meta but we are also seeing wins and places being racked up by red hybrid decks and green hybrid decks and as well as yellow hybrid decks so the field is far from being just out and out dominated by one deck it may feel like blue is out and out the best and it's not able to be competed with but what we're actually seeing is that other decks do have a chance it's not a great chance but they do rack up wins and places even in this very heavily blue dominated meta and as a result we are starting to see a shift towards decks that can complete with that blue hybrid deck and hopefully we'll see a few more coming out over the next week also worth mentioning that the ultimate cup is coming up at the end of this month unfortunately if you don't have a ticket already uh (laughs) they sold out within like five minutes you are well and truly out of luck on that one it is nice to see that these events are being very popular it's good for the health of the game a good sign for the health of the game that these events are so popular and feeling so quickly but as some have said i hope that we're going to see especially in the online events more places available so it's not feeling so quickly so more people get a chance to play at these really high level events because they're great fun and a really great experience so we want to spread that to as many people as possible we want as many people as possible to have a chance to play our game And now with that out of the way, we are going to head into our main topic. Now for our main topic today, we are piggybacking off of our last episode two weeks ago. It was meant to be one week ago, but I took a sneaky unscheduled break because I've just started on holidays. I went away. Uh, wasn't expecting to kind of do all that, but I did. Sorry that I didn't announce that we were going to be taking a break, but we are back now with our regularly scheduled programming. So piggybacking off of our last episode, best deck in the format, I suggested that Green Hybrid could be a pick as a dark horse of the meta, a deck that's doing better than maybe we expect or we think. So to that end today, I've put together a list for the red-green Ancient Beetlemon hybrid deck that has been gaining a lot of traction recently. People are 
really starting to play this deck a lot and it's something I'm very excited to build and play because it has everything I like. It's got red, it's got green, it's got big stompy Digimon, it's got multiple colors, it swings for lots of security checks all in one turn. It's everything that I enjoy in a Digimon deck. Plus, it actually can do really well. So, let's get into my build of this deck. Now, although the majority of the deck is green, we're going to find that our lower level base is actually red. And the reason for that, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, as we'll get into later, the card Atomic Inferno is actually one of our win conditions. That's a red option card. So we always want to have access to a red level three or a red level two in our raising area so that we can play that card because it's very, very important to our strategy. And also because there's just some really good cards at level three in red that are going to support what we're trying to do. So our level fives, we're playing four copies of the new Kapurimon from BT7. This gives the Inheritable your turn while you have a Tamer in play. This Digimon gets plus 1,000 DP. Just a really solid power boost. Obviously, we've got trying to get Tamers into play. That's kind of the whole goal of the deck. It is a hybrid deck. We need to play a lot of Tamers. So Kapurimon should be a pretty consistent plus 1,000 DP. Not much to write home about there. Then filling out our five level two slots. We've also got Demi Merimon from BT6, which has when attacking, when this Digimon attacks a player, it gets plus 1,000 DP for the turn. Now, also very consistent, very easy to turn on. I prefer the Kapurimon because sometimes you want to attack into an opposing Digimon and you need that DP boost and Demi Merimon won't give it. That's why we're playing four Kapurimon versus one Demi Merimon, but that's kind of a personal choice. You could switch those ratios around. You could go three and two, but overall, these are the uh, two choices I would pick for Digi-Eggs, but what ratio you play of them is up to you. Moving on to our level 3s, first up we're playing 4 copies of Gaussmon, a red level 3, it costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 2000 DP. It has your turn, your other Gaussmon all get plus 3000 DP, which is nice, it can create an army of very powerful Digimon, but mainly we're playing this for the effect that says opponent's turn, your opponent can't reduce digivolution costs. Now we're seeing obviously a lot of hybrids in this meta and in particular we're seeing a lot of hybrids at level 5 which have the text when one of your Digimon with the Tamer card in its digivolution cards digivolves into this card in your hand reduce the memory cost of the digivolution by 2. So we're seeing a lot of digivolution cost reduction. So Gaussmon very important to play four copies of it so we can get one onto the field stop that from happening because our opponents Otherwise, they're going to be able to get so much value, get up their um, Digivolution chains so very quickly. Gasmod is just going to slow down their strategy and make it more memory intensive for them. So really nice include at four. We're also playing four copies of the new Flame Mon from BT7. Three to play, zero to Digivolve, 1000 DP. This is a search card for us. So it says on play, reveal the top four cards of your deck. Add one card with hybrid in its traits, Susanumon or Takuya Kenbara among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. Now, we're not playing Susanumon, although you can. We're not playing Takuya Kenbara, and I wouldn't. Um, this is here because you look at the top four and you get to add a hybrid, and it's not color dependent. You can add a green hybrid, which is good because we don't have any red hybrids. We only have green hybrids in this deck. So, just a nice search card. We're playing three copies of it so that we can search out our hybrids. And then finally, we're playing three copies, and this is 
a choice that I really, really love. Three copies of the Gilmon promo. So this is the promo Gilmon. It costs three to play, zero to Digivolve, has 2,000 DP. And it has a main effect that says, when attacking, trigger, draw one. So just drawing the card off Digivolving, moving out, chipping for security, drawing another card. So we're going to see a lot of cards with Gilmon and get it to chip in for some security damage as well. Very, very nice. And then rounding out our level three slots, of course, we're playing a hybrid deck, so we're playing four copies of Bokomon. This is a three-cost white Digimon. It has 2,000 DP. It can't Digivolve. It has no Digivolution cost, but it is very powerful. Search. It says, on play, reveal the top five cards of your deck. Add one card with hybrid or ten warriors in its traits and one tamer card among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So you can draw two cards, a hybrid and a tamer, which is very nice, or a ten warriors card, which... The main sort of face card of our deck, Ancient Beetlemon, is a 10 Warriors. So Bokomons can also help us find our win condition there, which is very nice. And then obviously it has the second effect, the reason that people kind of want to ban it or have been talking about limiting it. Your turn, once per turn, when one of your tamers digivolves, gain two memory. Now, in the absolute worst case scenario, you will have one Bokomon out. You will digivolve a tamer into a hybrid. And because that costs you two memory in almost all cases... You gain that two memory straight back from Bokomon's effect. You get a free Digivolution into a level four. And that is the floor for Bokomon, basically. It only gets better from there. If you get two out, then you're actually gaining two memory for Digivolving into a level four, which is crazy. Uh, you can enable all kinds of powerful stuff. Go up through your... Um, got through your Digivolutions very, very quickly with Bokomon. And because we're playing green, we're Digivolving for very cheap anyway. So Bokomon is just adding on to that and getting us a lot of value. So one of the core pieces of the deck there, which is why we play as many copies as possible at four. Next up, moving on to our level fours, we are playing exclusively green hybrid cards. Firstly, we have one copy of Arbamon. This is the green hybrid for BT6. So your classic... Um, very vanilla hybrid, so it's just 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 5,000 DP, and no effects other than a, that effect that allows you to Digivolve Arbamon onto one of your green tamers as if that tamer was a level 3 Digimon. So, Arbamon, kind of just rounding out our hybrid slots there. Obviously, we want to play as many hybrids as possible. They're the main part of our strategy. We're playing four copies each of Beetlemon and Metal Carboterimon. That puts us at eight level four hybrids. So just to kind of bump up our numbers a little bit to get closer to that magic sort of 10-ish. We're not quite at 10, but getting to nine is pretty close. And for a hybrid deck is going to be good enough. So one copy of Arbor You can include more if you want to be more consistent. But I find you only need that one little extra, especially because it doesn't have a relevant effect. Next, we have Beetlemon, which costs 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 5,000 DP. It's a green level 4. It's a hybrid. You can Digivolve it onto one of your green tamers as if that tamer is a level 3 green Digimon. And then it has, when Digivolving, reveal the top 5 cards of your deck. Add one card with hybrid in its traits and one JP Shibuyama among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So it's a hybrid. It is Search. And it activates a lot of our synergies. So Beetlemon, just generally really good. We're getting a hybrid. We're potentially also drawing two cards and getting a relevant tamer to hand. We'll talk about JP Shibuyama later. But getting to search him out is going to be very good for our deck. Because he is very powerful here. And plus, Beetlemon is my favorite of all of the sort of the hybrids. 
of all of them, Beetlemon was always my favorite. I love the big blue, yellow, thunder, beetle robot guy. Very, very cool. So, four copies of Beetlemon, obviously. And then four copies of its beastie counterpart, Metal Carbuterimon, which is another level four green hybrid. Six to play, three to digivolve from a level three, one to digivolve from a level four, 6,000 DP. You can digivolve it from your hand onto one of your green tamers as if that tamer is a level three green Digimon for a memory cost of two. And then when digivolving, if a card with hybrid in its traits or JP Shibuyama is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon with 6,000 DP or less. Now, very good, especially when you pair it with Bokomon, digivolve it in, into it for free, suspend one of your opponent's weaker Digimon, and then you can attack into it straight away. This is a good way to clear maybe your opponent's Bokomons, for example, or if they're playing Gasmon, something that stops you from reducing memory costs or something that stops you from gaining memory, that's another good use for your um, your Metal Carbuterimon, just a nice removal piece. And then, of course, because it can Digivolve off of another level four for just one memory, it's also some kind of extra card draw, one extra Digivolution to get some more cards into your hand if you're still searching for pieces. Moving on to level 5s, we're only actually playing one level 5 because mostly we're going to be wanting to attack with our uh, cheaper level 4s. We don't really need to go up our Digivolution trees that often in a game. But we're playing 4 copies of the hybrid Rhino Carbuterimon. Now this costs 9 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 8000 DP. It has that level 5 hybrid text when one of your Digimon with a Tamer card in its Digivolution cards Digivolves into this card in your hand, reduce the memory cost of the Digivolution by 2. So if you've got sort of a hybrid stack that's Digivolved off a Tamer, this will cost just 1 to Digivolve into, which is very cheap. And then it has, when attacking, if a card with hybrid or insectoid in its traits is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, this Digimon can Digivolve into a Digimon card with insectoid or 10 warriors in its traits in your hand, for a memory cost of three. So you can Digivolve on attacking for a cheaper memory cost into either your Ancient Beetlemon or as we'll see, Ancient Troymon. So very good. Love to see Rhino Carboterimon. Cheap Digivolution gets us up our chain very quickly because we can Digivolve on that turn even if we don't necessarily have the memory and we'll be attacking at what as whatever Digimon we Digivolve into. So. Very, very nice piece there, and obviously we play four copies of that because it is important. One copy at level six, we're up to our level six, is one copy of Ancient Troymon, which is a 10 Warriors card. So it synergizes with, for example, our Rhino Carbuterimon synergizes with our Bokomon because it is a 10 Warriors card. Uh, 13 to play, 5 to Digivolve, so pretty expensive, but it has 13,000 DP, so it's also bulky. And then, of course, it's very controlly. Opponent's turn, when an opponent's Digimon attacks, suspend up to two of their Digimon without blocker. So if your opponent is trying to attack with a wide board of Digimon, Ancient Troymon is going to really slow them down, make it a lot harder for them to take out your security. And then on deletion, you may play one green level four or lower Digimon card with hybrid in its form from your hand without paying its memory cost. Obviously, we have nine of those, so shouldn't be too hard to activate that effect of Ancient Troymon if it does happen to get deleted, especially with all the card draw and search that we have available to us. And then finally, the sort of the face card, the poster chart of the deck, the win condition, Ancient Beetlemon. This is a level six, 10 warriors as well. 
costs 13 to play, 5 to Digivolve, has 13,000 DP, so like our Ancient Troy Bond, it is very bulky. And it has your turn once per turn when one of your Digimon with 10 Warriors or Hybrid in its traits deletes an opponent's Digimon in battle and survives, trash the top card of your opponent's security stack. So you can take out your opponent's Digimon, get them suspended with stuff like, um, with things like your Metal Carbuterimon, for instance. And then also you get to trash one of your opponent's security, which is nice for a couple of reasons. One, it means you don't have to choose between taking out opposing Digimon and doing damage to your opponent's security. And two, because you're trashing it rather than checking it, they don't get a free Tamer, they don't get a free option card activation. None of those shenanigans happen, which is really nice. I'm a big fan of um, a delicate plan for exactly this kind of effect. So nice to see it on Ancient Beetleborn. And then it has the classic Ten Warriors text. On deletion, you may play one green level four or lower card with hybrid in its traits from your hand without paying its memory costs. So we know how that goes. Next. We have our option cards, and first we're playing two copies of the green new option card, Thunder Laser. It costs one to play, so you will always be able to play this on your turn. Remember to keep an eye on those one-cost option cards. I say it every time one comes up on the show. And its effect says, if you have a Digimon with hybrid or ten warriors in its traits in play, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. And then security effect adds it to your hand. So another nice way to, if you have your ancient Beetlemon out, Play your Thunder Laser, suspend something, attack into it with the Ancient Beetlemon, trash a security card. Just very good stuff. And because we have so many hybrids and 10 warriors, you don't have to worry about being able to activate Thunder Laser. There's not going to be many situations where you want to activate Thunder Laser, but you can't. Like, if you don't have any Digimon on board, you don't want to activate Thunder Laser anyway. So, you're not missing out on too much. Then we are playing four copies of the red option card, Atomic Inferno. This is exactly the kind of card I love because it says it costs one to play and it says one of your Digimon with hybrid in its form, and you know we're playing a lot of hybrids, gets plus 3000 DP, security attack plus one, and your turn when this Digimon is blocked, gain plus three memory for the turn. And then the security effect gives all of your Digimon security attack plus one until the end of your next turn. So on your turn, you can use this to give your, not your Ancient Troymon or your Ancient Beetlemon because they're not hybrids, but your Rhino Carbuterimon is probably your best bet or maybe your Metal Carbuterimon. You can give it an extra 3000 DP, an extra security attack check and... If your opponent does happen to block it, there's not a lot of blockers in this meta, but if they happen to block it, then you're going to gain three memory and be able to do a lot more with your turn anyway. And if your opponent checks this card in your security, then they have to worry about the crackback because all of your Digimon will gain security attack plus one until the end of your next turn. Very powerful card, helps you close out games. I like it a lot. Then we're playing two copies of Atomic Blaster. This is a five-cost red option card. It says, choose any number of your opponent's Digimon whose total DP adds up to 8,000 or less and delete them, and the security effect activates its main effect. Now, this is pretty good. It helps you to take out a lot of your opponent's little things, like their you can take out their Bokomon, their level threes that are turning off your memory gain or your uh, cost reduction, like their Gaussmon, their Gazimons, etc., and it helps to, if it comes up from your security, obviously it helps to keep you a bit safe if you take out an opposing Digimon. Um, if you're building this deck, you can feel free not to include the Atomic Blaster and go for something else. 
I just wanted to include it because I prefer a more interactive deck style. I find that the hybrid decks, a lot of them are very fun, but they don't seem to interact with your opponent a lot. It's like you're playing your game, they're playing their game, and then you're just trying to see who can get the cards into their hand to put on the field to win first. There's not a lot of, doesn't seem to be a lot of interaction necessarily. So I like a good Atomic Ferno just to give you a bit of interaction, some more interesting choices and take out some of your opponent's cards. And then finally, we're moving on to the Tamers. We're playing a grand total of 10 Tamer cards because they're very, very important. We want to be able to get them out onto the field so we can digivolve our hybrids. They are, and we are playing all green Tamers. First, we're playing three copies of Mimi Tachikawa. This is a memory Tamer. It costs four to play. It says start of your turn. If you have two or less memory, set your memory to three. We love that. Um, memory choking is a very real thing in this meta. So being able to guarantee that you'll have at least three memory on your turn means that you can be much more consistent and do a lot more things on your turn, which is really nice. You'll outpace your opponent. And then also it's main effect if you have a level five or higher green Digimon in play. So your Rhino Carpeterimon or your Ancients. You can suspend this Tamer to hatch one Digi-Egg card to an empty space in your breeding area or move one level 3 or higher Digimon from your breeding area to your battle area. Note that although the level 5 or higher Digimon has to be green, which doesn't matter because we don't have any non-green level 5s or higher, the Digi-Egg or the level 3 or higher Digimon doesn't have to be green, so it still works with our lovely red level 3s and can help us close out games, get one extra attack where our opponent maybe isn't expecting it, get some extra card draw. Mimi's debatably, but debatably, but not very debatably, the best green tamer. So we play three copies of it so we can get one per game. Next, we're playing four copies of superstar JP Shibiyama, who I absolutely love. Three to play. Security effect lets you play JP without paying its memory cost. Then your turn, when this tamer digivolves into a green Digimon, reduce the memory cost of the Digivolution by one. You can imagine that when you add in your Bokomon, that's going to get crazy. Digivolve into a green Digimon on top of JP with a Bokomon in play, and you'll end up positive one memory just with a Bokomon, so that's already crazy. Never mind getting some more Bokomons in play. Um, and then also JP Shibuyama has an inheritable effect, like all the Tamers from this, or like most of the Tamers from this new set. JP Shibuyama gives your Digimon piercing. So again, with your Ancient Beetlemon, you do not have to choose between damaging your opponent's security or taking out an opponent's Digimon. And then also it just means that you can um, continue chipping away at your opponent's security while removing their threats, which is really nice. And then finally, three copies of Izzy Azumi from the Giga Green starter deck. This is a cheap tamer. Because the Tamers are kind of acting like our level 3s in this deck, so it's nice to have one that doesn't cost too much to get on the field. It costs 2 to play. And then when one of your opponent's Digimon becomes suspended, you may suspend this Tamer to gain one memory. So it actually does have a semi-relevant effect as well. It just means that when your opponent attacks you, it costs them a memory to do so for the first time they do it in a turn, or if they otherwise have to suspend one of their Digimon. So just slows them down a bit, makes them have to think about the way that they sort of order their turn to get the most out of it. Helps you to be doing more on your turn than your opponent is doing on their turn. And that is the deck. That is the construction of the deck. We'll go quickly into how the deck actually plays. What is it that you're trying to do? This is a hybrid deck, as we know, so like a lot of hybrid decks, your main 
game strategy is going to be get those tamers onto the field, digivolve them into your hybrids, hope preferably with a Bokomon in place. So you can be doing that for very cheap, but JB Shibuyama will do a good job of that himself anyway. Get those cheap digivolutions, draw a lot of cards, attack for chip damage with those hybrids, eventually get up into an Ancient Beetlemon, start controlling the board with your Thunder Lasers, maybe get an Ancient Troymon on the field. So you can be a bit controlly, you can suspend your opponent's Digimon, attack into them, uh, sort of make it hard for them to keep those, particularly in this meta, those Brokomons, those Gaussmons, those Gazimons, that kind of thing, make it hard for them to keep them on the board and for them to be controlling you. And then also using your Atomic Inferno to eventually buff up your security attacks, take out a lot of your opponent's security in one turn, clear the game, hopefully very quickly. Ideally, this is a deck that's going to rush pretty quickly. You don't want to necessarily play a long game with your green hybrid deck. You're going to want to play fairly speedily, which helps it keep up with decks like blue hybrid that want to play a very quick game. And the fact that it has so many extra security checks helps you with something like yellow hybrid, which wants to gain a lot of, add a lot of security with its recovery effects. It helps you to kind of keep up with the recovery a little better than something that's doing maybe one or two checks per turn because you're doing three, maybe four checks per turn. The deck is really fun. It plays in a really interesting way. It gives you some um, some interesting choices as you're playing the game. And it does all the things that I like in a Digimon deck. So I was very happy to build it, play it, share it with you guys. I'm bringing it to locals just this weekend, in fact. So you know when when I say that this is a good fun deck that I'm enjoying playing, I mean it. I'm taking it to locals and I'm playing the deck and having a blast with it. So hopefully you've enjoyed hearing about that. This is the deck that I think is kind of a sleeper hit. If you do build the deck or build a version of the deck and try it out, please let me know. There's a lot of, as I went through while I was talking about all the different cards I've chosen to include, there's a lot that you can kind of customize to your own personal tastes here without affecting the strength of the deck necessarily. You can play it the way you want to play it. So I would love to see other people's versions, what people think of it. All right. You've now heard enough from me, and I would love now to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is, what changes would you make to this deck list? If you were to build it for yourself, what changes would you make to this deck? Because I said, as I said, a lot of customization, so I want to know what you're doing. If you have an answer to our listener question of the week, or if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, you can... Email me, memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Memory Gage Podcast. You can tweet at me at Connor EFMG or join our Discord server where there are plenty of cool people playing games, talking about the game, doing a lot of good stuff. Links to all that will be in the show notes of this episode. New episodes of this show come out each and every week, mostly. So <laughs> make sure that you're following us on your podcast service of choice so that you can stay up to date. And if your podcast service of choice allows you to rate or review our show, please consider doing that because it really does help people find us, helps us grow. It just helps the show to be bigger, better, bolder than ever before. So thank you very much. And thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge logging out. <laughs> 